This is Guarding Your Nest Egg Podcast. Catch us anytime at guardingyournestegg.com. Are you having a lovely day, by the way? I am currently having a lovely currently. day. See, I can I mean, mess I, it up I, in I, any minute. <laughs> yes. Weekends are good for me, you know, family-wise. I mean, with the kids. I, You know, mm-hmm. two boys, two girls. Oldest is 20, youngest is six. There's a couple in between. So our weekends are typically uh, pretty good. Hey, yeah. you know what? It is a lovely day every day. And I say that because you're a very positive person, Mike, to the point that sometimes it is annoying. I say that on a friend level, not a business level. On a friend level. level. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's... You're like, oh, that's not a big deal. We'll be okay from that. It's fine. Well, I'm not. I'm an optimist, not a pessimist. My that's glass true. is half full. I mean, give me a bad situation. I'll try to find something good in it, but move forward. I mean, it could be the stock market. It could be something else, mm-hmm. but yeah. With that mindset, knowing that's who you are, I want you to look back at recent history and where we are now. What is the silver lining of slowly crawling away from 40-year record high inflation and double-digit market losses. And I ask that because Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell recently stressed his commitment to bringing inflation down, but of course saying that doing so requires, quote, measures that are not popular. To me, that sounds like something really bad's about to happen. What I found really interesting, and this was last year, 2022, even this year, Again, I'm not a pessimist, but when I take a look at what I think is likely to happen when it comes to the stock market, I think there's a a big disconnect between the market and what Jerome Powell is saying. So the market, we we were talking earlier in the show, Kristen, it, it actually, if you drew a line at January 1, 2023 and looked at performance of the market since that point in time, it doesn't look that bad, right, compared to 2022. But that isn't based on, in my opinion, the economy doing well. I don't know anybody who thinks, well, hey, you know, we're going to have this really robust mm-hmm. economy in 2023. I don't know. Um, I meant to say 2023 before, but okay. that's not based on the, the market doing better in 2023 or the economy doing better in 2023. I think it's based on an assumption that the economy is going to be so bad that the Fed changes their policy. Hmm. And that might not make sense for everybody who's listening, but the way that things don't work all the time, but some of the times the way that they work is, all right, well, the stock market's looking at the economy going, we definitely think we're having a recession. We definitely think there's a slowdown. We definitely think that companies are going to have a pullback, Mm -hmm. meaning maybe layoffs, maybe adjusting earnings down. I mean, all things that would be bad for the stock market in the sense that if a company's profits are going down, their stock price probably isn't going up. Right. But then they turn around and look over their shoulder at the Fed, and in this case, Jerome Powell. Well, what is he going to do about it? Is the Fed going to pull back on the amount of rate increases that they've been talking about? Because if they were to do that, and it's referred to as monetary policy. So is, is money easy to get, meaning at a low interest rate, you don't have to pay much for it? or is money hard to get at a higher interest rate? So the higher interest rate to get money, it it, it hurts businesses. And so we've had this inflation issue that we've all been feeling. Mm -hmm. I don't know, Kristen, if you saw the recent reports on eggs, right? Oh my gosh, Uh, (laughs) I also just went to the store. Are you kidding me? Well, fortunately, listen, I'm not afraid to say, you know, I, I grew up in the country, I live in the country now. 
I do what I do for a living, but I like living out in the woods. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just where I like to be. I don't want to be in the city and nothing wrong with being in the city. It's just not me. But I got a neighbor, Steve. He's got hens. He's got chickens. I mean, I can get my eggs from Steve. I, I don't have an egg problem. But the, the majority of America has an egg problem. And so there's still an inflation issue and, and everything else is going on. So moving forward, Fed's looking at this going, hey, even if the economy's not doing that well, we got to get this inflation thing under wraps. And so there's this balancing act. And it's how do they slow down inflation? They raise rates. But what about corporations? What about jobs? What about money and how easy it is to get? Well, as they raise rates, the economy slows down. I don't personally believe at this point, like I think the market is thinking here early January, that we're going to get a soft landing in this economy. The market's saying one thing, it's going up a little bit, even though the Fed is saying they're going to lower interest rates. Right now, there's a saying, it's trust the Fed, Mm. right? They're saying they're going to raise rates. They're saying they're going to do this. They're saying they're going to bring inflation down. And they're saying it's going to be painful. Meanwhile, the market's heading in the opposite direction. I would be very, very leery right now. And if I'm invested for retirement, I want to take a close look at my portfolio and say, okay, well, what would happen if the market's wrong and the Fed keeps hiking interest rates? How much exposure do I have to the downside? We can do an analysis of that for you. What would happen if the market's right and the Fed does lay off on raising interest rates? Where are we at there? Let's take a look at your goals for retirement and try to come up with a plan that helps you navigate 2023 moving forward. Even though we don't have a crystal ball, Kristen, Mm -hmm. how do we come up with investments that could be helpful for you moving forward regardless of whether it's a good year or a bad year, some sort of a balanced approach. Again, not annuities, not products, none of that. There are plenty of ways to go about this, but as a fiduciary, it's our job to sit down, educate you on all of the investment options that are available to you and just help you make an informed decision. By the way, Mike, Steve got a call recently from one of our listeners That was interesting. It was from a couple that wanted to take advantage of our no-cost comprehensive financial plan, all Mm -hmm. because they've been working with one of the big investment firms for the last 18 years, and they just feel like it's time for a change. In your two-plus decades of experience, what typically prompts someone to say, hey, it might be time for a change in the guy or gal I go to for help with my investments for retirement? Well, Kristen, I mean, it it, could be... And I hate to do this to our listeners, but it could be a lot of different reasons. So I'll, I'll start with the first one. So you mentioned an example of somebody called in and they said that, hey, listen, I've been working with this person for a long time. They're with one of the big management firms. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. But sometimes people are in a situation where they have a relationship with a financial advisor. It's been going on for a long time. But at the same time, the advisor is going to retire at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, And so... If you've been working with a financial advisor for 20 years and you're getting close to retirement, chances are your financial advisor that's been working with you for 20 plus years is also getting close to retirement. True, it's real life. So it's, it's just real life. There's a, there's a transition there. That's kind of where, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm 49, but I got, uh, you know, full retirement age for me is 67. So do the math. I guess that's 18 <laughs> years before my clients have to worry a lot about me not wanting to work. Again, that's a social security joke for those of you who... <laughs> Or not in the business. uh, Or not in the business. But, you know, at the same time, uh, there could be other reasons. So it's really interesting to me, Kristen, and not shocking because we've been doing this for 20 plus years, but 
when I sit down with individuals, a lot of the time, whether it's me or another financial advisor, we have to spend time explaining to people what active wealth management is and how it works because they really haven't had that relationship with an advisor. Huh. So another reason that that person, you know, probably called in and, you know, was looking at working with us is because we do active wealth management and their current advisor didn't. Mm -hmm. And then they want to know, well, why doesn't the current advisor or firm do active management? There could be a lot of different reasons. In my experience, and I'm not, you know, pointing the finger at, at any particular firm, but in my experience, sometimes firms are so big that it could be a big bank or a big firm. I think it's the business model that they have. A lot of times the business model, not that they wouldn't like to be more active in management of portfolios, but sometimes they're so big and cumbersome, they're just not able to think, make it happen. Things just get lost in the mix. And by things, I mean their clients. Lost in the mix sounds like they don't care about it. Certainly they care about their clients, okay. but it's just sometimes if the organization wasn't initially built on active management and you don't have a structure that allows you to do that for all clients, it becomes cumbersome. So I don't personally, again, my glass is always half full, right? So I think there's plenty of great advisors out there that work for big firms. I think just a lot of people are a part of the environment that they work in. And that environment just isn't conducive to active management. It's more conducive to, well, hey, listen, I built a diversified portfolio for you. And if you just hang in there, don't worry, things will get better. And I think these advisors are just reiterating what a big corporation has told them. And it doesn't make the corporations bad either. It's just that maybe they don't have the infrastructure, not that they're not big enough. It's just they didn't set it up initially to be able to be more active in management. Mm -hmm. So what I would say is, is from the beginning, when we set up Talon Wealth and what we do, the infrastructure was based on being able to actively manage portfolios. If we want to make a change for every client at the same time, we wanted an infrastructure that let us do that. And it's too complicated, I think, from a radio perspective, just to explain exactly how that happens. But part of our process, when we sit down for an initial meeting, just explaining who we are and what we do, right? Mm -hmm. And then we'll get some information and some documents so we can put together the financial plan. Our next meeting is going over the analysis, going over the comprehensive financial plan, trying to find out whether or not we can provide value. We get the opportunity to explain who we are, what we do, compared to where you are and what you're currently doing. Kristen, we want to talk about our client experience or our portfolio experience for 2022. We would love to be able to talk about it on the radio. Regulation doesn't let us talk numbers. But if you come in and we can talk about your specific situation and we can take a look at your specific portfolio compared to our portfolios and if we can see whether or not we can provide value, you know, maybe the questions answer themselves over mm. time. But we're here to be a resource, call it a sounding board, to answer any questions you have, do a comprehensive financial plan and analysis, and we'll do it for you complimentary. Join the conversation now at guardingyournestegg.com. Mike Lester is an investment advisor representative of Talon Private Wealth, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Talon Private Wealth and this station are not affiliated. Information presented on this program is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Discussions and answers to questions do not involve the rendering of personalized advice, but are limited to the dissemination of general information. Information presented is for educational purposes only. 
only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or advisory services. Be sure to consult with a tax professional before implementing any investment strategy. Florida license number D056341. California license number 0N00828.